Welcome into another edition of Tampa 2. Casey Phillips here with staff writer Bree Dix, and we are here to get you ready with everything you need to know leading up to this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, of course, before we get a chance to do that, we're going to take a quick look back at this game against the Falcons. Always more fun to do when it's a oh, win. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very handy to have on there. And uh, it did feel like leading up to it, people were saying it could be a get-right game. Yes. And that it was a team that when you knew you wanted to improve on stopping the run and get your run game going that this was a team that you knew they were going to give you ample opportunity to work on stopping yes. the run so knowing what we knew about what they were going to try to do and what this team wanted to show that they could do after that Chiefs game how would you rate what you saw out there and some of the big takeaways I would say one of my biggest things was for me was really the passing game and the strides that that made against the Falcons and I loved the way that Byron left which dialed up what the Falcons were giving them and then countered that. So for the passing game, you had Leonard Fournette involved in some of those screens to the edge because he is just an absolute wrecker mm -hmm. in the open field. But he would have – he would load up to the left side of the formation, use motions, and then he would get Leonard Fournette on the right side. And I am a sucker for a good screen game. And I think they were really able to take advantage of kind of those soft zone coverages that Elena was using. And you had Chris Godwin, you had Kate Otten, you had Rashad White taking advantage kind of of the underneath area. But then you also had whenever they did use that man match coverage, you had Mike Evans – take advantage like he did where he was you know running down the sideline with that finesse release and of course Tom Brady hit him perfectly in stride so I think for me seeing that improvement seeing them click have the synergy was really really impressive to me but also just gave me confidence in where this aerial attack is going and then defensively I mean they pitched a shutout in the first half you know didn't play as well in in the fourth quarter kind of some fatigue set in as Todd Bowles said but I mean, that first half, you can't not be impressed with what they showed. I mean, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, mm -hmm. his sack, that lethal spin move, and it was on a three-man rush, which is very rare in the NFL to get that kind of pressure. But then also, Antoine Winfield Jr. is absolutely thriving Beast. in <laughs> that hybrid safety nickel roll. I mean, the guy was all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I think the play that really – kind of encompassed that to me was he was lined up deep over the middle of the field and races down and gets a tackle for loss. Crazy. That is unheard of. He was absolutely everywhere, and the guy plays with his hair on fire, and I love it. Yep. I love it. <laughs> I, know. I love that phrase, playing with his hair on right. fire. This is great. I agree, and you talked about this, the shutout aspect, and it is interesting because, yeah, I mean, it shut out through three quarters even. Yeah. And I feel like the, the mantra so far this season has been – that this team has yet to play a complete game. Yeah. And you can mean that two ways. You can mean it, you know, all three phases of the game have not been clicking at the same time or even a full game. Right. And I think that what was nice was this game was more of all three phases were closer to all yes. being clicking. It was the fact that, again, you didn't finish the game right. that way. And I agree with you that fatigue is is real and it's not an excuse per se, but it is a real thing. And that is part of the strategy that goes into a game even of where, you know, it's there, it's a one o'clock game in Tampa. Everybody yeah. here knows I was fatigued by the fourth quarter too. You know, it's a rough, yeah. it's a rough yeah. thing out here. Needed that extra hot Needed cup of coffee. Needed a little bit. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it is hot and it is in, incredibly brutal in that sense. And then what I think for the defensive side of things, the fact that the offense went three possessions yeah, three where 
it was like, a t I think I'm remembering it was like a minute 40 and like 36 seconds, like 40 something seconds and another like 40 second. Like those drives of that length, that is brutal. Your defense is on the field brutal. for so long. That would be brutal in the first quarter, right. much less in the fourth of a 1 p.m. game and where they have been just trying to pound it at you, yes. running that ball. It's just, it's a lot. And so I think that it's, that is where we talk about that complimentary football of how important it is to not have those three and outs, to not put your defense in that situation. So I think that that will be what I will be looking for moving forward with the team is the idea of a complete game, yes. meaning not only all three phases, but for an entire game. Mm -hmm. So it was to me a good sign that I did feel better about how all three phases were playing. It was yeah. not as lopsided as some of those other games where your offense is scoring a million points, but your defense is giving up a million or your defense is just killing it and the offense can't get much going. I was, I would much rather see that aspect even of knowing, yeah, like they're going to get their legs under them more. They're going to mm -hmm. be able to be in a position to play. Right. Well, and just dominance in the fourth quarter. Yes. Also, yes. Being able Closing to out the game. Yeah. Um, all right. So how about we switch to looking ahead to this Pittsburgh game now? What would you say are the keys to the game for you? I would say looking at this team under Mike Tomlin, one of the biggest things for them is that receiving core. I think that's one of their biggest strengths with Deontay Johnson, with George Pickens. So I think this is going to be a really big game for our pass defense, for Jamel Dean, for Carlton Davis, and how they're able to put a game together in coverage. Because, I mean, with, with Johnson, he's that guy that can get the yards after catch. He's the nuanced route runner. And then you have a George Pickens – who absolutely has an elite catch radius. Ball tracking can, you know, adjust to the ball in flight. So I think it's going to be really important for how they're able to neutralize those guys and not give up those chunk plays. I mean, we saw they their pass defense also for was kind of a fault for them against the Buffalo Bills. So I think for us it's going to be in that aspect, but then also with – Kenny Pickett, being able to set the edge. This is another quarterback that's mobile. He can extend plays, make plays off script, and he's a guy that likes to scramble to kind of set up that pass and as an extension of the run game. So how they're able to to counter that with, you know, those jet sweeps, which with the motions that I think Matt Canada is gonna gonna want to use. Yeah, I think that it's the getting out to an early lead again mm -hmm. um, that I think, especially with a rookie quarterback if you are able to be in a position where you are you know that they're going to be forcing him to have to make a lot of throws, hang in right. the pocket for a while, and you can bring that, that pressure. Because let's be real, I mean, when we saw that even Aaron Rodgers had to call a couple timeouts against this defense because he was like, what is happening? Yes. Who is coming? Who is doing what? Because that is Todd right. Bowles' bread and butter is – we can send everybody, we can mm -hmm. send nobody, we can send anybody from any position. And watching these quarterbacks look and see everybody from safeties to corners to linebackers to outside linebackers, they have no idea who's coming, who's dropping back. That is a tall order for anybody, much less a rookie quarterback. That Todd Bowles right. thrives on confusion for the offense. Right. So – if you can make Kenny Pickett have to stand back there, try to read that, and you can send all sorts of different people at him and get him back on his heels a bit, not knowing where that's coming from, I think that's going to be a really great sign. Right. So getting an early lead I think is going to be important. And I would say even from that side, getting your passing game going early because of how beat up their secondary right. is, Yes. that I feel like this is the game where you're going to need some vertical attacks, that you're going to need some of those big chunk plays. Yeah. And I think it's just that could be the confidence this offense needs. Right. 
that now that we're finally in a place of a little bit more consistency on having Mike Evans, having Chris Godwin, like a little, just yes. a, a more, more continuity on your personnel that this is where you, now you need to start building that chemistry, building that confidence. And when it, there is a team with a beat up secondary, I think you really have to take advantage mm-hmm. of that. And I, I remember how the Super Bowl year, the second half of the Chiefs game even felt like the turning point for this team where suddenly they just started clicking on offense. Yeah. It was like some switch got flipped. And I feel like that's sometimes all you need. You yes. need a half or a game or something where you're like, ah, Yes, this, this is it. And with a team like Pittsburgh, the way that their season has been going, the way they've been playing, and of course, any given Sunday, right? Like you, you, there is no given, there is no guarantee of a game. Um, But it looks like a team that because of their injury situation, that maybe this is the game you can use as the get right right on the offensive side of things and and build that chemistry. Well, Um, and I love that you mentioned Todd Bowles and the the multiple looks, the blitzes, because I think he's the guy that knows when to unleash the pass rushers and knows when to send the blitz. Because when you have a mobile quarterback like Kenny Pickett, I mean, when when you're sending the blitz, you're also – moving up some of those guys and there's not you don't have as many resources allocated to the back of the field so then if Kenny Pickett extends the play outside of the pocket well then he's able to make a a play downfield with some of those favorable one-on-one matchups outside so I think it's going to be really important to see okay when do they send the blitz and are they able to get home because if you over pursue well then Kenny Pickett can step up into that gap and extend the play and break to the second level so I think that's one of the things too that I'm that I'm interested to see in this game yeah I completely agree um and we kind of alluded to it here but uh injury situation for both teams um <laughs> injury report is a little long a little if, if uh, yeah. people have not not seen it written out we we had to print it out a lot of typing on that one normally we just kind of know in our mind and uh today I went ahead and printed it out because I was like man there's a a lot of people on here so um first of all let's talk about from the Steelers perspective what are the injury situations you see for them that are going to potentially be favorable to the Bucks and what it could mean about this defense that they're facing or the entire Pittsburgh team right well I think you have as you printed off here you have Mason Cole their center who didn't participate in practice Um, you have Deontay Johnson who was a full participant so I think he was kind of one of the guys that everyone was looking at to see okay where where is he going to be this week and then Minka Fitzpatrick who is obviously their marquee do it all prized possession Mm -hmm. in their backfield and he did not participate so I think that's kind of a guy that they're keeping their eye on because He's a player that Tom Brady's going to have to account for on every single snap and is their mainstay, their cornerstone player on the back end. So if he's able to go. Big difference. Yes, that's going to be a big difference. I mean, you've seen what their defense is with T.J. Watt and what it is without and how big of an impact he makes. And then for the Buccaneers, we didn't have um, Logan Ryan didn't practice this week with the foot injury. Akeem Hicks didn't practice with a foot injury. Sean Murphy Bunting kind of had that quad injury pop up against the Falcons. He didn't practice this week, but I think it is positive to see Cameron Brait working his way back from that concussion, and he was a full participant. Okay, and yeah, Carlton Davis, another one that I'm very happy to see has been a full participant because he did go down with the hip injury in the game, but it looks like that was one of those temporary things of, you know, hurt, not injured maybe, you know, always that term. Um, And then, yeah, Russell Gage also went from did not participate to limited, so he looks like he's ramping up a little bit more, which is great. Um, So looking at that, what do you think is going to be, you know, again, it's last year, I mean, I felt like as I watched all those DBs drop this last Sunday, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is 
bringing back like yes, flashes PTSD, yeah, yeah. of last year where they <laughs> lost everybody all at once in the secondary. So um, based on what it looks like as of now, again, we're recording this Friday morning, so we don't know Friday's uh, report yet. But um, what are your thoughts on what this will mean for the defense on who's trending in and out and what will need to happen to make up for potentially if, again, some of these guys can't go? I don't see Akeem Hicks or Logan Ryan being able to to play this week. So I think you're going to see a lot more of what you have in the past. You know, Logan Hall having a bigger role up front. You know, Todd kind of moving guys in and out. And I think the biggest question mark is if you don't have Sean Murphy bunting, you know, then who's kind of been that guy that can come in in the nickel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to have to kind of flip some guys around. You're going to see probably maybe a little bit more play from D. Delaney maybe later on in the game. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. is obviously out there for the the majority of snaps. So I think that's kind of the way that this team is is trending. This yeah, week. and it looks like Julio Jones uh, still has, you know did not participate this whole week. And I just think right. it's going to be so interesting to see uh, who is able to emerge as the third guy that we know right. with Mike and Chris, we know what they do. I think that if there can be a point where anyone as a third guy can just consistently give yeah. you a little – that would make a big difference on this offense because so far we haven't been able to have that because of right. so many injuries that it's this guy's hurt this week, this guy's hurt this week, and or even if they're playing, they're not full strength. And uh, I think it, I'm I'm really ready to see somebody emerge, yes, either because of health things or or what's gone on on the field as that third guy. Right. Um, what are some of the key matchups that you are excited to watch, either individual guys or position groups? I think kind of on a similar trend of where. We've gone the past few weeks, but I think for this game, it's going to be the interior of our line. Once again, Shaq Mason, Luke Gedeke, and Robert Hainsey against Cam Hayward. Yep. And this is a guy, I think the fact that Tom Brady, who is in his 23rd season, 45 years old, behind the podium, specifically calls out Cam Hayward and said, this is one of the best players I have ever faced. That's incredible. Is a testament. I mean, he is a Cam Hayward's having player. a great day right now knowing that Brady yes. said that. He's like, did he, y'all hear what Brady said yeah, about me? <laughs> exactly. He's a future Hall of Famer. And I think even though he may not be as renowned, he may not get the lavish praise that Aaron Donald does, he plays with Aaron Donald caliber. Wow. I mean, he's a guy that consistently – demands double teams he has an absolutely devastating long arm which is kind of what he's known for so I think how are they able to handle that because he can absolutely wreck a game and destroy plays in the backfield so how are they able to counter that Mm -hmm. and are they able to get enough bodies to, to be able to contain him and neutralize him at the line of scrimmage. For sure. Um, I think I'm going to go with our outside linebackers, and particularly Joe Tryon Schwenka. Um, I think that in general, the I mean, this last game he had was, was one of his best, um, and I think I'm just – really wanting to see that consistency right. from him where, again, like you talked about, what Kenny Pickett can do as he tries to escape yeah. or his all of his plan B stuff when it comes to his offense, which I think – I don't remember which coach talked about that, but they were asked about what they've seen from Kenny Pickett this week, and they said – that they've seen that he can go from his plan A to plan B quickly Mm -hmm. and that that is the mark of a guy that will have success in the NFL, that that is one of the most defining things, especially for a rookie, is, okay, everybody can hit their first read, but what do you do when when those first reads are not there? And so to see that, again, the containing him and then also, like I said, the hope that they're going to be able to bring the pressure if we're able to jump out to a lead – 
so I think that both of those things are going to mean that this is the type of a game where Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryonshenka, yes. even you know Anthony Nelson, Carl Nassib, all these guys that all of your outside linebackers, I'm predicting at least one gets a sack, and I'm hopeful that it's even more than one guy because this just feels like a game that could lend itself to them getting to just pin the ears back and go. Yes. Um, all right, so how about a player to watch? Who are you picking for that? I am going to go with Antoine. Mm. I, I'm excited, and I think this could be another monstrous game for him because I think you're going to see him in some one-on-one situations with Kenny Pickett and whether that's Kenny Pickett tries to extend a play on the edge and he's coming up to try and outpace him to the perimeter and stop him or he's getting to him on a blitz. I think he's going to have a really critical game or he tries to stifle one of those jet sweeps in the backfield. So I think he's going to have a really, really big impact in this game. Okay. I feel like I was going to pick Mike Evans, but I also feel like I could pick Mike Evans every week. So it feels like <laughs> it feels like just the gimme, easy, semi-boring choice. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, as we talked about all the injuries in their secondary, even the best of the best yes. struggle to cover Mike. And so um, I do feel like it could be a huge game for him, but I'll, I'll pick a slightly more exciting, unconventional choice <laughs> okay. than that. Um, I'll say Carlton Davis, because I feel like he's due for like, I mean, first of all, just for an interception, something like he's been so consistent and playing so well, but some of those big splash plays and he talked about before the season, that was his focus this year. Mm -hmm. I need more takeaways. I don't want to just get my hands on the ball. I mean, he's one of the best in the league on passes defensed. Yeah. He's like, I don't want it to just be passes defense. I want want it to be an interception. So I think he's due. And so I'm going to, I'm going to pick him that again, as I think we're going to end up making Kenny Pickett have to sling it a lot. This feels like the game that hopefully a guy like Carlton can read a rookie QB and get that pick. Yes. Um, all right. So we're going to close out with our quote of the week segment. Tell me what quote stood out to you. So mine was a quote from past game coordinator and inside linebackers coach Larry, Larry Foote that I loved this week. And it was he was asked about the sack production and he said, when you get a little, lot of sacks on the back end, they've got to do their job. It's fun to play in a Todd Bowles system because everybody gets an opportunity to get after the quarterback. We line everybody up everywhere so guys get excited and they look forward to Thursday mornings when we put the third down packages in and they see if their number is called. Some people gripe a little bit if their number isn't called as much, but it's fun playing in this system. And I loved that because the moment he said that, I'm seriously just picturing that Thursday morning meeting when their little their little fingers going down the list. Like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Yeah. Did I'm I, just did I getting get... excited. Like, yes. Yes, I'm I get to go. Um, you're going to love this. I uh, picked Ooh. the same quote. Picked the same quote. Yes. Which this is our first time uh, doing that. <laughs> I, but thankfully, I also wrote down another quote. Yeah, you did. Just in case. But I, I cannot believe we did not talk that about is that. That's hilarious. I loved it too. I loved the idea of them looking forward to hearing, like, is it me? Is it me? I was exactly with you. I thought that was amazing. Yes. Um, and how fun it is to play in the system. It's, right. And, and there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, the season is a grind. Yes. It is a long season. And if you are excited for the system you're playing in, you can't tell me that doesn't matter on game day. Right. That that matters when you're like, this is a system that benefits me, that I am, that is fun mm-hmm. and puts me in a position to succeed. Right. I think that's important. Okay, so I will pick my other one. Well, there's, <laughs> I sort of ended up writing down three because one of them was <laughs> teeny tiny. Um, Love it. And it was Byron Leftwich, or no, I'm sorry, it was Larry Foote 
quoting Mike Tomlin when he had been with him where they asked, are there any yes. phrases or sayings yes. that stick with you? And he was like, oh, yeah, take them to deep water and drown them. I was like, geez, <laughs> which was <laughs> very savage. funny to see that, like, the, the that's something that has stuck with him right. from working with Mike Tomlin. Like that's, the, that's the one that you remember. That okay. was, I'm like, wow, all right, yeah, that's aggressive. So that just made me laugh that this is what Mike Tomlin's wisdom that he had imparted on Larry Foote. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That that tracks of how the these defenses try and play and to know that this is – the attitude you're going up against right. and the attitude that we're trying to have is that it is always about what can we do against them? And it is that cutthroat mentality. Yes. And I love that. So, uh, but my other one was uh, about the tight ends that it was Byron Lefwich being asked about these rookie tight ends in particular and how much they've had to contribute and what they've had to do. And he said, I trust those guys that they're going to go out there and do the right thing. That says more than anything from a production standpoint that it's not just about are you making the catches. It's that the coaches trust you to know exactly where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be right. doing, that when you leave that huddle, they're not worried about if you know your stuff. Right. And that is a big deal. And he talked about how few tight ends is that the case for as rookies. And he talked about what a tough position it is. Right. And how you can just tell the faith that they have in those guys. And Kate Otten had a huge game this last week and so I really feel like this could be another game where I want to see that consistency of him still getting those opportunities that not knowing yes Cam Bray looks like he's on the right path back from this concussion pr protocol but even if he is available maybe you're putting him on a little bit of a pitch counter you're not wanting to go right. too crazy I think it's another game that Kate Otten could have a big game for and I just was really excited to see the trust that these coaches have in these rookies so early on so, right yeah. and I think it's it's rare too and even more of a testament because like he mentioned, tight ends typically don't have that kind of production, that kind of production, and that immediate impact. Because in college, tight ends are typically either kind of that glorified slot receiver, or they're solely like an inline blocker, an extension of the offensive line. And so then when you have to immediately yeah. get oh, hey, and do thrust all the in things. in the NFL, yeah. and you have to do all of the things that this nuanced position, all of the things that it entails, and you have to be great in pass protection. You have to be able to, to run routes. You have to be able to do all of these different things. And it, it takes just a little bit longer for them to get adjusted to playing in the NFL and getting acclimated. And so the fact that they've already earned Tom Brady's trust, they've already contributed in a big way in the offense – I think is is really big for this team. Yeah, it's very exciting. All right, well, that is going to do it for us on another edition of Tampa 2. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.